I'm Matthew Cunningham, and this is the Daily Motorsport Podcast. Today we're going to focus on one of the symbols of wealth in our country, and that would be exotic luxury vehicles, or better known, supercars. So, I'm a regular enthusiast, right? I'm just a normal person. But as I've noticed that these cars appear more and more often is that everyone seems to be drawn towards them and you know everyone wants to take pictures and they want to ask questions and they want to hear the engine roar and you know personally I want to own one one day but how do you get from where you are now to that status because these vehicles are not cheap and they definitely have very specific and special requirements as far as their care goes. So, what makes a car exotic? What makes a car different than what you would generally see on the road? So, exotic cars have a few things that separate them from everybody else. Generally, those things are the details, the materials, and their overall performance. And a little bit of it is the uh, the symbol, but that's just how the world works. So, if you look at supercars, right? So, say you own a Kia or a RAV four-door. Your car probably won't ever go over 100 miles an hour. You'll probably never go over that unless you're on the Autobahn. These cars are designed to do 100 like we drive 20 miles an hour. These cars will reach speeds of 200 to 300 miles per hour. They're not typical cars that you would use. The other thing with these cars is you don't drive them every day like you would with, you know, your Range Rover or your little sedan. These cars can't be, well, they can be driven in the winter, but it's very advised that you don't. And they're also very low to the ground. So generally these cars have to take different routes than what we would to get places because they can't go over speed bumps and speed humps and, you know, if it's too big of a dip in the road or a pothole, could be thousands of dollars worth of damage to a supercar when it could just take the rotation out of your vehicle a little bit. And these are just a few of the things that you have to think of when you own a supercar. The other things that you have to be prepared of is just how the public reacts to your car. You know, you're going to get flocked by people everywhere you go, okay? There's going to be people near your car constantly, and people are going to be stopping you. So what might take you 20 minutes, you're going to have to add on 20, 30 minutes just for public inconveniences. So what are these brands and what makes them fall into this category of an exotic vehicle or a supercar? And really, it can be broken down into the top players in this category, the best of the best. And you can break it down into the more affordable, the lower end of it, where you would think, I didn't know this was considered a super vehicle or an exotic vehicle. You know, some of these brands, everyone's heard of, right? Everyone's heard of a Lamborghini or a Ferrari, right? 
or a Porsche or, you know, Royals Royce has been thrown around a lot. But some of the brands that you haven't heard of very often are actually leading this industry in performance. I would say most people probably haven't heard of a Hennessy or a Pagani or a Lotus, maybe a Bugatti. These cars are leading the industry in speed, in luxury. They're breaking records and setting new ones. But these cars have so much detail. And then on the other end of these brands isn't necessarily performance, but more handcrafted and time and detail perfected. Your brands like Royals Royce and Bentley, they care about the inside of the car. That's their main focus is comfort and this sense of home. And it's all about the ride and the experience that you get when you are in the car. So what differentiates a car so much that you would call it a supercar? If you look at certain performance stats for supercars leading this industry, you'll notice that the top competitors kind of lean towards a few head companies, right? They generally do this the best as they've been doing it, some of them the longest and some of them not that long. So if you look at the 2018, you know, fastest car top speeds, right, for that year, you have the Hennessy Venom F5, right, 301 miles per hour. The only place you would reach that speed is on a racetrack or a racetrack style road. And most people are not going to bring their car to a speed that great. Now, obviously, if you're buying a supercar, you might want to go a little bit faster than that, but you're probably not going to reach 300 miles per hour. Your second place in this is the Kenneseg Aguirre RS, 278 top speed. That is another one of those brands that leads in the performance category because these brands incorporate parts and tools that they've perfected and they also engineer their cars with aerodynamics and space engineering because a car going 300 miles per hour could take flight very easily. You have your Bugatti cars like your Centurion and Veyron, they reach 268, 261. These cars are the fastest cars on the market really right now, and it's because they're supercars, and these cars are not cheap either. So some people are wondering, can I even afford a supercar, right? And the truth is, depending on what you do, you very well could get a supercar. Now, some of these cost range, they depend on the company you go to, right? 
So if you look at the Austin Martin, their cheapest car is $149,000, which is generally over about 40000 more than a regular car that's on the road. But they do range to their better products, their better cars, where they're up to 2.6 being their most expensive. Now, if you want to go into a brand that's all about the customization and the interior and the feel, you'd go to a company like Royce Royce. Their cars are custom order, and I believe everything on their car you have a say in. Their cars are built by hand, and their cars range from $308,000 to $494,000. But they have done one special vehicle for a very special customer for $12.8 million. Most of these companies, like Lamborghini, $202,000 is the cheapest car. Ferrari, $205,000. Bugatti. It's not one of those companies you're going to get a cheap car at. They range from $1.7 to $2.6 million. Maserati, that's one of those brands you don't see much, and they look very nice. There's $73,000 for their cheapest car. But if you look at your other brands that kind of lead the industry in speed and performance, you've got the Pagani, $1.4 to $2.4 million. So it all depends on what brand and what you want in your car. So, to people who are new to the exotic slash luxury vehicle buying process, there's some things that you are most likely not going to know when you go to get a car. So, places like Ford or Ferrari, they look at specific requirements before you're allowed to purchase new vehicles from them. Ferrari specifically as an example, looks at your previous car history. They want to know, have you owned Ferraris? Have you owned new Ferraris? What is your driving record like? What do you do? Do you go to car shows? Do you show these cars off? Ferrari also looks at certain things like, have you been to their plants? Do you go to their formula races? How well are you known in Ferrari's world? All of these things, especially connections and who you're talking to as far as the dealer goes, plays a huge role in purchasing vehicles. You can be, you know, a 25-year-old billionaire and you can walk in and they'll deny giving you a Ferrari even though you have the money because generally people under the age of 40 or 50 aren't taken very serious at these dealerships because they're young and that's kind of their their viewpoint on it these companies like people to go and show off their cars and represent their company in a very good fashion but who you are doesn't play a large role as much as your connection to the ferrari franchise and business so you could be someone who's owned many Ferraris, but not brand new Ferraris. Or you could be someone who goes to all these Ferrari events, but you've never owned an exotic vehicle. Everything plays a part into your purchase at these higher-end dealerships.
as an overall recommendation, I would like to say it is in your best interest to do as much research as you can on the vehicles before you go and you purchase an exotic vehicle. Also, it might be better in your interest to get a used vehicle. Because if someone's going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on an exotic vehicle, they're going to generally take very good care of it. And they're probably not going to be a bad driver. So necessarily, you don't have to go buy a new Ferrari or a new Austin Martin. You could get one that's been pre-owned and it'll drive just as fine and just as long. Overall, it is a best idea to look into why you want the vehicle and if you're actually going to get your money's worth out of it. If you want something that's going to have a high performance, high speed and handling, you're probably not going to be able to drive it everywhere and in very rare occasions where the weather is perfect for the car because you can't drive most of these exotic vehicles in the winter because of the salt and of the cold and it just sits very bad for the engines. The best thing to do is make sure you know all the facts before you purchase one of these vehicles. And you also need to keep in mind what you're going to use the vehicle for.